Hey friends, welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert, and I'm so glad that you're here today. This show is a safe space with real conversations to help you live free and pursue your God-given dreams. Oftentimes, God brings things up because they are on the way out. Lean into the topic that God's bringing up today on wrestling out the hard places of our faith. Be sure to stick around till the end of the show for a short segment where I share counselor-approved strategies to take this Real Talk episode and make it relevant in your everyday life through simple action steps. Well, if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen today's guest in some of my photos as she's a good friend of mine. We met when we both served on the Declare Conference team and we've stayed friends ever since. In fact, if you're on Instagram, I want you to come check out the fun giveaway that Jen and I are doing. You can find me over there at Rachel J. Gilbert and you can find Jen at The Jen Weaver. We started today's show talking about the best coffee mug ever, and we're giving away a couple of them over there, so be sure to come follow along. Well, let me officially introduce you to Jen. Jen Weaver is passionate about helping women know the love of Christ and engage in life with Him. She's the author of A Wife's Secret to Happiness and serves as a Bible teacher, ministry coach, and contributing writer for various publications. Jen's married to her best friend, Jared, She's a happy boy mom of two young sons and is most likely to be found with her hair full of dry shampoo and a coffee mug in hand. You guys are going to love Jen. So let's dive into that conversation that I had with her today. Well, hey, Jen, and welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Rachel. I'm excited to have you here. Me too. This is going to be fun. I feel like this has been a long time coming because you're one of my good friends. Like we've, I feel like we've known each other from church and then Declare and then all the things. And so you've been on my long list of people to get on the show and I'm excited to, to we get to finally do it today. <laughs> yeah, same. Thanks so much for having me. And anytime I get to talk with you, I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. So um, as you know, I start out my show by asking my guests, what's a random fun fact about you that we didn't read in your bio? I love that you use this question. Uh, So one of the things um, that's kind of a random fact about me that you also already know is that coffee mugs are one of my love languages. So (laughs) right there with quality time, I love a good coffee mug. Okay. And I love that because your coffee mug that you gave your, was it your launch team you gave for your, your book? Uh, and mm-hmm. I, that mug is still my all time favorite mug, like in the world, like the perfect size. And I, even me and my husband even kind of fight over the mug, which is hilarious. Cause it's a wife, you know, it's, it's a wife's secret to happiness and he's over there drinking out of it. But <laughs> so <laughs> awesome. you nailed it and you can tell you're a coffee mug connoisseur because yeah, that's, that's my favorite mug of all time. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I pestered the sales rep at the company I used to make them with like 500 questions because at one point he was like, really like this many like considerations about a coffee mug. And I was like, yes, like size is important. Handles important. All the things. Yeah. Well, it really is because, you know, at least a couple times a year, my family and I, we have to go through and do a mug clean out because, you know, we get so many mugs and you're like, okay, they're not even fitting. And the way I determine how, which ones stay, it's not by the cuteness of it or about, you know, what the words say or whatever. It's seriously like, 
do we like it? Like, is it big enough? Is the handle working? So <laughs> anyway, little side tangent there, but yeah. So fun fact. Okay. I love that fun fact about you. So I've just mentioned about your book, um, why secret to happiness. Tell me about the heart behind that book. So I really felt like God was downloading insight to me, um, in the process of writing the book. And I kind of went into it being like, Oh, great. I get to write this book to encourage wives in our relationships with our husbands in seeing our marriages as expressions of our faith. And I genuinely believe that he started me down that road because he wanted to teach me some things. And he knew that if I was writing a book, I would dive deeper into study. I would want to start practicing things and looking into like the practical application of what that meant for my life as a wife. And he brought so much encouragement to me through it of, of ways to practically engage with God in my marriage and um, really revealed some things that I had misunderstandings or misbeliefs about, about marriage, about um, who I was and like trying to find identity and, and who I am as a wife or how I contribute to my family instead of in the Lord. And so he brought a lot around a lot of um, health and healing through that process. And so I love sharing that with other women. Yeah. And I love that you said that because as you know, I'm writing a book on body image and there are some days that I'm like, seriously, God, <laughs> like uh -huh. I, I, it makes you dig deep into what do I really believe and where, what freedom do I have in this area before I go out and, you know, share it with other people. And so, yeah, I totally get that whole thing of sometimes the thing, the message that God kind of puts on us to, to write about or to speak about or to teach on. Oftentimes we have to hash it out in our own life. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and my writing process was really long. So I worked on the book for several years and I knew, I knew in my head, a lot of things that were finding greater and deeper, like heart revelation. And so at one point I'm in, I'm in the rewriting process and um, I'm writing a chapter and I was like, I don't want to be writing this anymore. Like I, I talk about it some in the book, Jared and I uh, went through a really tough season after our first son was born. And I call it like a relationship winter. And what that can look like is different for a lot of people. Um, but for me, I just, I felt very alone. I felt misunderstood. He felt misunderstood. It was hard for us to get on the same page and like being sleep deprived didn't help anything. <laughs> new season is new parents and all the things. And I was like, forget this book. Why don't God, why do I even have to write this? And he was faithful. God was faithful in it. And he was like, I'm teaching you through this season. I'm equipping you to walk through this, even in the writing journey and, and bringing truth to fullness in my heart. So I could see him being faithful in, in the really hard season. So, uh, yeah, I fully believe that God will do that as we yield whatever service looks like to him, including the book writing process. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so for the listeners today, believe it or not, we're actually not going to talk about <laughs> the book, Wives Secret to Happiness. So just so, I don't know if I've ever shared this with my listeners, but behind the scenes, how I kind of pick my podcast guests is I keep a running list of people I'd like to have on my show. And like I said, you've been on my list, but I always wait for the Lord to release me for the right time to ask that person. You know, um, it's just, there's always, the timing is always, there's a reason for it. And so right now, something that's burning on your heart is a little bit of a different topic. Um, I mean, which it, clearly goes along with being a wife, of course, and, you know, and a mom and all the things. So we probably will still talk about um, that wife element, but is that is more about, um, well, why don't you share with us what has you shared with me that's been on your heart lately? Yes. So I grew up in the church and it's a wonderful thing. I grew up with a lot of great 
um, tradition and experiences with God. But early on, I developed really religious tendencies. And so the thing that's on my heart is helping other believers learn how to walk in relationship with God and break free from the religious traditions that can be heavy and empty and just like responsible routine instead of life-giving relationship with him. Mm, responsible routine instead of life-giving relationship with him. I love that. I, Whenever um, you mentioned this topic to me, I knew, okay, that's why we needed to wait to have this topic or this conversation because that's something that has been on my heart as well, but it's growing in my heart because I'm meeting more and more people lately who identify as a Christian or say they grew up in a Christian home or went to church, but they don't have a relationship. And like, there's just such a big disconnect there. So I know this is kind of a really a big topic for us to tackle, but I think the the best thing and my favorite thing about today is that we get to have a real conversation about it. So we're not necessarily preaching at them or, you know, teaching mm-hmm. them all the things, but it's kind of like things that we've learned along the way. So what are some of those religious traditions that you mentioned that you've had to break free from? So I started off with um, inherited beliefs. So a lot of it was just like, this is what we believe. This is what my family believes. This is what my church community believes. So of course, this is what I believe. And um, there's some safety in that, like traditions themselves aren't bad. They're often founded on really good things on life-giving experiences in community with God on like foundational beliefs and understandings and awareness of who God is and his character. But mine was more uh, checklists. It was like, okay, how do I appear like a good believer? And so my, my salvation was true. Like I came to Christ as a child And I had an understanding of like, okay, I sin and Jesus forgives me of my sin and he wants to live in my heart. So sure, like, come on in, Jesus, let's be here. Um, But I didn't have an awareness of that relationship piece. And so a lot of it just became this heavy, like responsibility, like I'm supposed to clean myself up. And there's things I do because that's what we're supposed to do. And there's things I don't do because that's not what we're supposed to do. And most of the things weren't even really like convictions that I, I didn't know I could talk with God. And so it, it wasn't even like I'm talking with the Lord and and the Holy Spirit's convicting my heart in this area. It would just be like, oh, well, what I've observed is that I need to look all put together, even to the point of um, like growing up and seeing, oh, there's opportunities to go for prayer at the end of church service and feeling like I can't go because people are going to know I need prayer. Well, we all need prayer. And so like a lot of those things were just these, these fears and these lies that I had like built my life around to try and look like what I thought I was supposed to look like on the outside, but on the inside, it was dry. It wasn't life-giving. It was heavy. Um, And it wasn't even like, oh, I'm doing these things because of my love for the Lord. It was a lot of like, I'm doing these things because I'm afraid of hell, or I'm afraid of looking bad in front of other people. And that's, those aren't motivations that God uses. That's not true to his character at all. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we're, okay, we're going deep. So let's talk, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about what you just mentioned. I'm not going to lie. I still like, I, the whole going down for prayer thing. Let's talk about that. <laughs> that's yeah. a thing because especially if, for those listening who are in a small church, um, you know, people are like, oh, Rachel's going down. What's that about? You know, like there, it's a little bit of the nosy Nelly ha- happening there. So let's talk that through. Like, 
where, why do you, what holds us back? And then how do we kind of shift our mindset on that? <laughs> so for me, my experiences were like, I was held back because um, I would listen to my own insecurities. And so in my own head, it was like, okay, well, what are they going to think? And are they going to infer things about what I'm coming down for based on the message that we just heard or what they know of what's going on in my life? Also, like a lot of my religious experiences were I was critical of myself. So I'm an, I'm an Enneagram one. My self internal self-critic is super loud to begin with. And I leaned into that a lot to try and like make myself look like I thought I needed to look. And so when you're judgmental against yourself, like it's really easy to carry that judgment over to other people. And so I'm like, well, I'm judging myself really harshly. So they're probably judging me really harshly. And one of the things I had to do in breaking free from that was, was intentionally choosing that it's more important for me to walk in obedience to what God is saying, it's more important for me to have genuine health in my life than to fake health and be okay with still not being healthy on the inside. And so there's even been times where I remember one church service and uh, it actually wasn't even a sermon topic that I personally connected with as far as like, I need to go get prayer for this thing. And I had the thought of like, man, I'm so glad I don't need to go get prayer for this thing. Cause like, that would be hard for me. And God was like, go down and get prayer for something else. And I was like, no, Lord, don't make me do this. And he's like, are you going to walk with me or not? Like, are you going to trust me? Like, and so it's become one of those things that if I ever, if I ever have that, like, Ooh, I don't, I don't want to be vulnerable here because of what it'll look like on the outside. Then I'm immediately like, okay, Lord, what do I need to do to walk vulnerably before you in this moment? And sometimes it is like making the outward choice to be like, I'm going to be uncomfortable because I am pressing into Jesus in this way. And I am going to be obedient. And sometimes he's like, okay, the thing I have for you, isn't that thing you thought, but it, it's like my own practice and discipline of not just writing things off because they make me feel uncomfortable, or I feel like I need to look a certain way. And it, I mean, it's hard. I'm, I'm talking about it right now, but I'm not always saying it's easy. Yeah. Jen, thank you for being honest here because there, I know there's people listening who are going, oh man, I can relate to that. And here's the thing, if this draws my attention to, if we feel this way within the church, it makes complete sense why outsiders looking in go, um, no, thank you. <laughs> like yeah. I'm already on display out here in the world and all the things I'm doing. Why would I want to go into a church and feel the same way, you know? And then even more so I have related this to God at times, you know, thinking, oh, well, if people are judging me, well, maybe God, God is too. Now, here's the interesting things. I We never say those words out loud, right? I, I don't know if you mm -hmm. do, but I, like, I've never said that statement. That's the first time I've actually said that statement out loud to somebody. So let's do it live on air. But, um, <laughs> but, but we think those things a lot. And so that's like in counseling, that's something I help people with a lot is taking our thoughts and actually getting them out. Because sometimes when we get them out, whether it's writing it on paper or talking to a trusted friend or a counselor or whatever, it kind of takes what's happening up here in our head. If you could see me, I'm pointing to my brain. And um, it makes you go, oh, wow, that's skewed thinking. You know, like that's not right. Yes. That's, not, that's not the truth. And it's definitely not the truth about what God's word even says. So let's talk a little bit about inherited beliefs then. You mentioned this a second ago and we kind of scooted by it. Uh, how do we start to kind of, I hate to say the, I mean, I guess it is challenge those, those beliefs and really 
analyze it, why we believe it. And if it's something we want to continue to believe or, you know, like find truth for it, if you will. Yes. So for me, um, one of the things I had to really get to the place of understanding is that God's not hesitant or afraid to get into the wrestling places with us. And I felt so much like, like early on that it was like, I need to clean myself up. I need to carry out like the, the transforming work, whether it was genuine transformation or whether it was just in the appearance of transformation. Like I felt like it was on me to accomplish those things instead of realizing, Oh, like that's what God does. Like I partner with him, but he's the one who does the transforming work. And so I can invite him into the hard places. I can actually talk with God about, I, I don't understand that. Or like, God, what do you say about that? And I didn't know that I could hear his voice. And so then it was this, these years of beginning to learn how to hear his voice. I was in a weekend church service one time and our pastor was talking about how he was talking with God about the message. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Like you, that's church lingo for like, you understood something in the Bible. But the more that he was talking about it, I was like, no, like he actually had this conversation with God and it started dawning on me that like, I'm doing all this work and I don't know what that's like to hear God's voice. And so it started me on this journey of learning how to recognize God's voice and how to, to take what I'm thinking I'm hearing and bring it to people that I trust to also hear God's voice and have them help me weigh it and take it to the word. Cause it's always going to line up with what the Bible says and what God's character is. And so then in that, um, bringing these questions to God and really questions within myself of like, why do I believe what I believe and what do I know about what I believe versus like what I've just assumed is truth or normal for everyone to believe. And, um, I even years into this whole process, God really convicted me that regularly our pastor would encourage us to like go read the Bible about this. Like, here's the sermon, go talk with God about this. Ask the Holy spirit, what he's saying, ask God to bring confirmation, like check out what I'm saying in the word. And I was kind of lazy about it. I was like, I believe you like, that's fine. And I was letting like other people, I was letting other leaders function as my Holy spirit. I was just like, I'm going to believe whatever you say. Like, I don't need to check it. And in reality, God's like, no, I, I invite you. I invite you to come know me. I invite you to come talk with me about this. Like come and examine the things that you've assumed about me and see if they're actually true to who I am. And some of those things can be kind of scary to face of like, Hey, I've always assumed like even things where I don't know if you have this, Rachel, like there are things I grew up thinking were in the Bible, but they weren't actually in the Bible. And I just didn't check like cleanliness is next to godliness or, you know, like God won't give you more than you can handle when in actuality, he likes to give me more than I can handle because he wants me to rely on him. And so like taking it out of just the things I've assumed and being intentional, be like, well, God, what do you say about this? And choosing to study instead of just assume that what I've always believed is true. Mm, that's so powerful. I've been convicted of that lately too, of things that I believe, like I would go to the grave defending some things. However, if you asked me exactly where it is in the Bible, I can't exactly tell you. And that's a little disturbing when you think about it, you know, I'm like, huh, so there's a principle that I believe with all my heart that really, if I'm honest, I learned about that, just like you said, through another leader and didn't ever go find it for myself. I'm not saying that they were wrong or anything, but like just like really seeing exactly what they meant and where it is and, and doing that for myself. I love that so much. Um, How do you feel like the, 
actually, no, before I ask this question, I want to ask you, because you touched on something, um, hearing the voice of God. I think that's a really big deal that a lot of people don't know how to do, but then also, especially if it's somebody that um, has been in church for ever and has been a Christian forever, but they don't know necessarily how to hear the voice of God, there comes a weird, awkward point where they feel weird to admit that and say, hey, could you teach me how to hear the voice of God? So I know that's a whole, we could do a whole episode on hearing the voice of God. Uh, but what is like maybe even just one practical tip to kind of get somebody started in that direction of learning how to hear God's voice? One practical tip is to not stay just at the place of information, but ask God what he wants to show you about him in what you're reading in the Bible. So there's a verse that talks about how knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. And God is love. And so like a huge part of my journey was not just stopping at the information of like, okay, I read the Bible. I understand this thing, but asking the Lord, okay, God, what revelation do you want to bring me through this? What do you want to show me about who you are and how I can connect to you because of who you are? Um, and his, his word is true. His word is true. It's living and active. It's, it's true today, just as it was years ago. And so we can stand on that foundation and then ask him to continue in that conversation with us. Um, And I actually do a workbook that's free on my website to kind of help people walk through this process of of not just getting stuck in the information place, but asking God to bring revelation and for him to partner with us in that heart transformation. Um, That's one of my, my first tips. And also like, if you're listening to this and you don't know how to hear God's voice, like you are not disqualified. It's not just for the special people. It's not too late. It doesn't matter how long you've been a believer. God is talking and he wants to help you learn how to hear him. And that's available to you all the time. Right now you can start in that process. So don't disqualify yourself because I think we can tend to do that as well pretty easily. That's such a good word. Where can they find that workbook on your website if they want to download that? Uh, so it's right there on the homepage, actually. So thejenweaver.com. And then I talk about how to get unstuck in your faith. And there's a link to subscribe and it'll give you that download. Okay. And that link will be in today's show notes as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Daily Kairos. The Daily Kairos Journal is a tool to help you draw closer to God by being more intentional with your time and building a stronger daily prayer life. The daily spreads are designed to give your mind and heart a refresh each day and include sections for verse memorization, gratitude, prayer requests, and a daily intention. The right side of the daily spread is an open space to record any reflections as you're spending time in the Word, as well as anything you feel the Lord is speaking to you throughout the day. I have a daily Kairos journal myself, and I love adding it to my quiet time. To shop, head to rachelgilbert.com forward slash daily Kairos. And you can use this special code for Real Talk listeners. That code is Talk 20 for 20% off your order. And those links will be in today's show notes as well. All right, let's get back to the show. Okay, so the next question that um, I wanted to ask you about, because I think this is another really big thing, how can we discern if we have a religious spirit? It's a good question. Uh, for me, my awareness has come in my perspective of who's completing the work. So going back a little bit to what I was talking about earlier, like if I'm dependent on me to complete the work, or if I'm holding other people accountable to be like, Hey, you should just try harder. 
or like, Hey, this isn't that hard. I don't know why it's hard for you. Like to me, those are signs of a religious spirit because it's like, I'm trying to build for myself this thing instead of recognizing I am so dependent on God to, to complete his work in me. I'm asking him to search my heart and to do a work and to teach me to want to walk in obedience to what he's saying. Also, it's, it's that element of achieving, which I'm an achiever. Like that's not a bad thing about me, but it's misapplied if I'm trying to achieve things when it comes to my faith and my relationship or my trust in Jesus. Like I can't achieve identity. I can't achieve accolades. I can't achieve more of his love. And there are times when I will slip into trying to achieve those things in, in all sorts of ways, including like things for the kingdom where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to focus on doing things for God over being with God, or I'm going to try and, and like pour everything out and not be filled back up. And that's okay. When really, no, that's a works-based thing. It's an earning thing instead of living from the place of overflow and receiving things from God um, because of the truth of who I am as his daughter, not just like the things I can accomplish for him. So for me, those are, are some of the signs of like that religious spirit or religious tendency and also like a, um, a hesitancy to confront the things that we don't know yet to be true. Like if I'm afraid to go into the wrestling places, if I'm afraid to ask God to speak with clarity into things, then I might be defaulting on religion because it's familiar and it's safe and it's easy. And I don't really have to do the hard work of like being transformed into God's image. Cause I can just walk in what I've known before and what, seems like the habit that we do, um, instead of being like, okay, I'm not, I don't want to settle for just what's familiar or easy. Like I want to go into the hard places. I want to invite God into the hard places and invite, like oftentimes things have to get messy before they get truly clean. Like I think about when I'm trying to organize stuff in my house and I have to pull everything out and be like, okay, what actually belongs here? What actually goes and fits back into this drawer? What do I need anymore? What can I get rid of? And a lot of my relational experiences with the Lord are like, Hey, we're, we're in life together, which I know we kind of use that phrase as like person to person, but me and Jesus, we're in life together. And I'm inviting him into the things and I'm like, Hey, Hey Jesus, what, what should we be talking about today? Like I have things that, that are on my heart, but what's on your heart and how can I be responding to that? And so anytime I have a hesitancy to, to go into those places, I'm like, oh, am I just defaulting to familiar and tradition instead of pressing into greater revelation of his love and greater walk in relationship with him? I love the quote you said. He said a lot of good things there, but the one that jumped out to me was, it gets messy before it gets clean. <laughs> that is so true in so many areas. And the theme I hear us really kind of bringing up in multiple ways is embracing that wrestling place. And so many yeah. of us just avoid it because wrestling's hard. I mean, <laughs> has anybody ever done any real life wrestling? Like it's, it's not easy. I mean, you don't need, it's just, yeah, it's uncomfortable, but the beauty that comes on the other side of that is so rich. And so I just wanted to highlight that about like leaning into that, that hard space. Uh, you know, you also hit on another point of how as believers, especially we can really get stuck in this place of feeling the need to achieve and achieve, achieve, achieve rather than receive a whole lot. And I was recently listening to a teaching uh, by Lisa Bevere, and she said something about 
you know, a prayer she used to say all the time was, God, use me, God, use me, God, use me. And one day he was like, hey, Lisa, I don't use people. I love people. And of course, she, Mm -hmm. you know, she went on to elaborate and say, well, of course, you know, he can use, you know, use us for uh, things in our life and whatnot. So she's not saying that he doesn't use work things together for good. But the point that she was making was he loves us. Like, that's the first thing he does is he loves us. And then, yes, okay, we can go do some work out of that overflow of love, you know, or go do some things as as we receive that love. But I think sometimes we get it backwards where we spend a lot of times just like wanting to achieve or be used by God rather than loved by him. Have you experienced that yourself? <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I can think of so many examples where I've experienced that in my own life and really a it unearths in me, like, what do I truly believe about God? Do I truly believe that he loves me, period? Or is it like he loves me because I can do this thing for him or because I'm performing in this way or I'm achieving or I'm serving or I'm giving. And he, he delights in those things when I'm doing them in response to him, but they aren't things that help me earn the love that he has. Like my identity and the love that he has for me is already solid. It's already there. Yeah. Yeah. So you and I have both done confessional time this, you know, today and like shared all the things that we get stuck in. You've done a lot of work with women in ministry. What are, do you notice any themes where you feel like you see women get stuck a lot? Yes. I think that it can be really hard when life gets hard. I feel like it puts pressure on the things that we believe and it will either confirm them or it brings up new questions for them especially if we've come from any, any amount of religious experience, any amount of tradition, it kind of puts that pause of, okay, do I really believe this to be true, even if I don't see it right now, or even in this difficult circumstance? And I can see women, including myself, like it, it becomes that check of, okay, what do I really believe? And for some of us, this was part of my testimony too. Like it wasn't okay to wrestle. If you wrestled with what you believed, if you struggled with questions or doubts or uncertainty, then it became a question of like, well, do you really, do you really love God? Do you really want to know God? Are you really a believer? Is is, that's not really okay here. So then it became a question of like, am I still safe to be in this circle or in, in this group or in this church community? When the truth is God wants to, wrestle with us. So it becomes sincere in us. And um, so I see sometimes women will get stuck in those places of disqualifying ourselves or being afraid to admit our need or come with our brokenness before the Lord. When he invites us to come broken, like we all come broken in different areas, in different ways, in different seasons, like that pain can be more than others. But in that time where life gets hard, like, you know, this of me, part of my life testimony is Jared and I went through fertility struggles. And so we had two miscarriages. We have two boys on earth and we have two babies in heaven. And those losses were really painful for me. And it, it prompted that check of my, in my heart of like, okay, the things that I know in my head, have they actually made it to my heart? And sometimes you get that quick confirmation of like, oh, they are there. That is true. And sometimes it's the wrestling of, okay, God, now, now I don't know. I don't understand the why of this. I don't understand the how of, how could this have happened? Help me see you in the midst of it. 
um, and really allowing ourselves as women to go into those places with safe community, with other believers who will help us walk the journey of faith and with the Lord, that it's not like I have to like pretend that I'm not hurt God when I come to pray, but instead I can come and be like, God, I'm hurt. I don't understand this. Like, where are you in this? Because I can't see you right now and letting ourselves not, not avoid that because of the discomfort, but leaning in to ask the Holy Spirit to truly be our comforter in it. Yeah. I love you brought up another point about the wrestling that God wants to wrestle um, it because it becomes sincere in the wrestling. I loved that. That's that's another beautiful point there. Um, Okay, so before we get off of here today, I wanted to do you have any other words just of encouragement for the, the ladies who might be listening today? Well, I hope they're encouraged to um, invite God into the hard places, in the places that, that are difficult in life, or even the things that don't feel necessarily difficult, but have been kind of assumed in your walk. One of the things, I have a, a fun story from when um, there was a time I was, I was mad at Jared, and I'm like in my room by myself, and I thought I was praying, and I was really like grumbling to an empty room. I was just ranting about how frustrated I was and how dare he do this thing. And God's kind of direct and sometimes a little bit like sarcastic with me. He's like, so you're going to let me in? And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm praying to you right now. And he's like, no, no, you're grumbling. You're complaining by yourself. You kind of kicked me out in the hallway. Like, are you going to invite me into this conversation? Because I also have things to share with you, daughter. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, So my encouragement for any woman is whatever the circumstances that you're facing right now, like don't assume that God's just going to like force his way into it. He, he waits for us to invite him in, in, in different ways, invite him in, invite him into the thing going on in your marriage, invite him into the thing in your career or with your kids or in your own wrestlings of faith. Ask him like, God, what do you, what do you think about this? And what do you have to say? And what should we be talking about you and me? And what are my next steps? Like invite him into those places because uh, he wants to be there with us. Oh, that's so good. I love how practical that is. Okay, well, where can the listeners connect with you in the online space? I know you mentioned your website and is there anywhere else you hang out? I'm on Instagram. So I'm I'm on Facebook too, but I mostly hang out on Instagram. So I'd like to say hey there. Awesome. What's your handle on Instagram? Um, thegenweaver.com. Okay, awesome. And all oh, those- no, sorry. Hold on. That's my website. I'm the Jen Weaver on Instagram and all yeah. the places. Okay, awesome. All right, and all those links will be in today's show notes as well. Well, Jen, thank you again for taking time to come on here today. I can't wait for the listeners to hear this episode. Thank you. It was so fun talking with you. Well, it is time for Let's Get Real Practical. This is the part of the show that we take the topic discussed with today's guest and we get into some practical steps you can implement into your life right now. In today's episode, we discussed wrestling out what and why we believe what we do about God and our relationship with Him. I really hope that you enjoyed that conversation today because Jen and I just kind of laid it all out there, and I hope that it got you thinking, and I want to just kind of follow up on that in today's Let's Get Practical segment And I have a couple of questions for you, as always. Here's the first one. Here's the deal, though, on these questions, I have to tell you. They're practical, but they might be hard to answer and to ask, but don't hesitate to lean into that wrestling place. Here's your first question. What area of your faith are you currently wrestling 
Now, this one you may not be able to answer immediately. Some of you probably, even as Jen and I were talking, had something come up that you go, oh yeah, I'm wrestling that. Maybe you're currently wrestling it or have been in the past. I don't know. But I want you to nail down just at least one area. You know me, I like to figure out one thing at a time. Then you can come back through these questions and and look at the second thing, okay? So that's our first thing. What area is it that God's highlighting today? Here's my second very practical question for you. Have you talked to God about it? I want to just remind you, tell God all about it. Because here's the truth. First of all, God can handle it. Secondly, he already knows. I remember sitting one time in a service at my church and the pastor was talking about how his wife, they were, you know, the kids had just gone to bed and they were talking with each other. And she whispered to him, like, I'm not going to whisper to you guys right now. I wish I could, but then the mic may not pick up and you're going to be like, what's she saying? I can't hear anything. But she leaned over and whispered to her husband, I don't want to read my Bible right now. Like she'd been in this funk where she had just not been wanting to read her Bible. And her husband leaned back over to her and said, he whispered back, God already knows. <laughs> and I that just really stuck with me because... It's so simple, but it's true. God already knows what we're wrestling through. He's not shocked by it. He's not offended by it. He's not scared by it. He wants us to lean into it, but even more so, he wants us to lean into him in the wrestling. So that's my challenge for you today and this week. Identify an area where you're wrestling and lean in. Ask God what he wants to show you, what he wants to teach you, and tell him all about it. He would love to listen. Well, that concludes our Get Real Practical segment for today. If you loved today's episode, would you consider sharing it with a friend? And of course, as always, be sure to leave a review if you haven't done so already. I pray this Real Talk episode brought you one step closer to living free and pursuing your God-given dreams. I'll see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.